Hey guys, Phil here. No Darren tonight, so I'm your host of the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. Tonight is October 6, 2015, and because we don't have Darren, I'm actually joined by a guest, Chris, aka Spiral Face. What's going on, man? How are you? Doing good, Phil. So, Chris, uh, you know, I talk to you every single day for the most part. Uh, you know, you're one of my uh, buddies online. I drop with you and, and we talk shop and, you know, stuff. Uh, but uh, do you just want to sort of uh, throw in maybe a little bit of background experience because you actually do have game development experience? Can you sort of uh, dive into that a little bit? Uh, sure. I am currently working as a, um, a lead artist and project management for some mobile games at another company. I've been involved with pretty much Battletech almost my entire life, and as far as the MechWarrior scene, I was pretty big into MW4 before I went off to college and pretty much had to get degrees and all that fun stuff, uh, so been out of it, uh, um, but I've been uh, pretty much uh, around in the MWO scene, um, mostly just on uh, the casual side of uh, the comp drops, but definitely looking around and trying to stay up to date with everything that's going on, so there's that. Yeah, well, you know, I appreciate you uh, giving me some feedback, some back and forth. And we're going to actually, we're, we're breaking down the podcast, guys. We're going to do things a little bit differently. We're actually just going to be picking, like, one topic in particular, breaking that down, and then, uh, you know, basically that's it for a podcast. And me and Darren were talking about this, and, and we feel like it's a better direction to have a little bit more engagement and discussion and back and forth. And we're going to have special guests like uh, Spiral or others, you know, out there in the community. And so uh, for those out there, if you're interested in being on the show, um, we're going to be sometimes doing back and forth where we're literally the neutral moderator and we have a good guy and a bad guy or on this side. And anyways, we're really looking forward to it. So tonight's topic is actually going to be MechWare Online Heat Systems. So let's go ahead and dive into uh, this because not everybody knows this. If you're new uh, to the game, I feel like this is sort of information that needs to be out there. Um, so let's, let's just dive into like a basic explanation of the heat systems. We've got heat capacity, which basically is a numerical value to where once you hit that and cross over, your mech will shut down, right? I think that's a straightforward spell. Any input on that? No, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You also have heat dissipation, which is basically how quickly your mech can cool back down to zero at any uh, time. Now, one of the problems right now with heat in general in the mech lab is that all you have under your mech info is is a numerical value called heat management and then a number. Now, I find this sort of convoluted and not really uh, displayed properly because just like we were just pointing out, what does that mean? Like to a player, what I think is pertinent is that I know how long I can fire before I shut down. I need to know uh, how, you know, as far as how quickly my mech's gonna cool off at any you know period in time so uh, you know i need to know um potentially where my capacity is so i can see uh, the different combination of weapons but that heat management number it, it i have no idea like we know the higher the number the better right yeah i mean that's pretty much all we know at this moment about how that heat value is uh, calculated the tooltips uh, basically describe it as uh, the ratio between total heat dissipation and heat generation by firing all weapons simultaneously max efficiency ratio is 2.0 like but as far as how that number is pretty much calculated it's it doesn't seem to have uh, much correlation um with any kind of metric uh, that uh, i've got and it's a very convoluted way for most uh, players to really understand uh, 
uh, heat management uh, within the game itself. Uh, but truth be told, uh, it's it's convoluted no matter what system you go to. Because even if you go into Smurfy, like they just replace the heat management, you know, cooling cooling scale. efficiency. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to more of a, of a percentile based uh, thing, which uh, I, I know. For some people, it's a lot easier just because it's a percentile as opposed to just an arbitrary number. But at the same time, it's it's still pretty convoluted until you actually get some experience under your belt and kind of uh, play around and to see what kind of well, heat threshold values is workable for you. So let me toss this out to you. I, I have a, a, a third-party software program called Lee Song Mech Lab. And she updates this constantly. And by the way, if you want to check this out, there's a link over on her forums. You can download it. It's totally free. And what's awesome about this is they have, uh, you know, down on the bottom right, it has heat. And under the heat, uh, by the way, and you can check, you know, all of your skills tree to make sure you're, you know, it's elited. Um, but what you can do is you can load up the particular weapons and the heat sinks. And it literally says how many heat sinks, the cooling ratio. And when you mouse over these things, uh, you know, it pops up with how much of your maximal heat generation that can be dissipated. A value of 100% means that you will never overheat, which obviously isn't the case. And then it shows time to cool. And then it shows seconds to overheat, which basically means if you just fire continuously, um, how quickly, you know, you'll shut, shut down. Well, to me, instead of just having a heat management, I think it would go a long way of first pointing out to a player. Now, it may not mean much. Uh, to to a elite or a veteran player, but uh, even then, I still think it's pertinent information. Where if you just had those a uh, time to cool in seconds and a seconds to overheat, it gives a lot better. And even I would say heat capacity needs to be thrown. Those information right there, I think, is a lot more pertinent than just heat management of whatever. Like that doesn't that doesn't help me um, or a player at all. So I think those are little like UI additions they could do in the mech info that would like go a long way. Well, another thing as well, you know, kind of goes back to the threshold of, uh, you know, your, your total heat capacity before you actually shut down. I mean, most people don't even know how threshold really works within the game, but for every heat sink that you add to your mech, you're also adding to the total threshold that a mech can take. So, um, if you basically start with, uh, just uh, like the 20 engine heat sinks uh, that are doubles that gets you a threshold value of about 40 heat generated before you shut down and uh, for every heat sink that you put on top of that you're actually adding 1.4 to that threshold value for every heat sink you put on top of that i mean i know that they do that because uh, like you know, in tabletop, it's 30 points, a flat rate between everything, but that's also um, kind of filtered through the idea that uh, you fire weapons and then there's a heat phase where the heat sinks can cool everything. So it, they cut them up with this number with uh, essentially a 30 flat value that is pretty much uh, what you get in tabletop. And then adding in the capacity of all your heat sinks in order to dissipate that heat, which then gets you the total value. And this is something that also is just not explained whatsoever. Um, so you could have, uh, like, a mech that's just running, you know, 20 double heat sinks uh, in the CT, or you can have, uh, you know, a Timberwolf uh, that is running a total of, like, 20 heat sinks on the mech, and... Uh, the actual threshold capacity and the number of things that can be fired before you shut down is actually much greater on the Timberwolf than it is on, you know, any other mech that just runs with just engine heatsinks. 
Well, and speaking of which, you know, I think that goes into the sort of difference uh, out there too is when you look at uh, doubles in general, they have the exact same capacity increase and dissipation rates. Um, but, and this is one of those things where plan uh, only having two crit slots for a double is huge. And uh, example of this is if you load up any of these, you know, Smurfy or Lee Song, MacLab or any of these, it, and for a veteran player, it becomes clear that most IS Macs struggle with crit space. So that's why usually you only have Indo. Like mediums and above usually only have Indo. There are some rare cases. And that's because what you're doing is you're sacrificing either you're taking, you know, uh, small amounts of large weapons, right? So you don't need all that crit space. But then because on some of these uh, weapon systems where you need to increase your heat capacity and dissipation to be able to keep that sustainability, you just don't have it. And so right off the bat, you have clan doubles being one-to-one -one with IS, but already being above just because of crit space. And so, you know, those, those are one things that I think, um, you know, moving forward, they could potentially, you know, uh, play with. You know, like you could increase uh, heat capacity on is now you could even justify it i don't know coming crazy of they're physically bigger so they can hold more you know coolant and and you know they you know stuff like that so the dissipation rate may be at 1.4 but heat capacity goes up and that could distinguish it between the clan you could even do reverse of opposite of the clan you know stuff like that where maybe you want to decrease this uh heat dissipate or increase heat dissipation but decrease uh capacity or you leave it at where it's at and just say, you know, hey, we're gonna decrease. So same dissipation 1.4, but we're gonna hit it in the dissipation rate. I mean, there are things they could do to distinguish, but just the crit slot alone gives them a huge advantage. And especially when the tonnage of the, the clan mechs, for the most part, not all mechs, you have a lot to play with. And that leads to, you know, um, some well, of the systems we and problems we see. You don't even have to keep it to the um, heat system itself, in all honesty. like. Uh, this is just a personal desire of uh, mine, uh, but uh, one thing that I would uh, really like them to kind of uh, also include is just uh, more of an incentive for kind of um, crit hit points uh, difference between uh, each of uh, the things. So, like, let's say that um, a clan heatsink uh, takes up 30% less space than an IS uh, heatsink. Well, maybe it has 30% or even 50% less critical hit points, so they actually get blown out a lot easier. So you have uh, essentially clan mechs uh, are really powerful from the get-go, but they just don't hold up in an attrition fight because their components are getting blown out because they're smaller, more compact, and, you know, just don't take hits. And personally, I, I kind of just like um, kind of outside-the-box thinking like that because it kind of keeps everything at an understandable level so you can kind of explain to players that this is just a global system that... You know, this is how everything works, so you don't have to come up with special circumstances. But at the same time, you're also kind of providing um, kind of a difference in play between the clans and the IS, which is something that I think is almost why clans are so powerful right now, because, like, there is no difference, because they currently work under the same mechanics as IS. They become superior in every way to the IS, because they just excel at almost everything. Gotcha. And like I said, you know, it does dive into a few other, uh, we're going to stay on topic. It does dive into a few other okay. things because of like Indo and Pharaoh and crit slot, uh, crit space and stuff like that. But uh, also to sort of mention, you do have heat, single heat sinks out there as well. And, uh, you know, one of the problems is 
you know, how does PGI, how does Paul look at singles? Do they actually have a place, um, you know, where, you know, their efficiency may be lower, but their heat capacity is higher, or uh, maybe, I, I don't know, it's one of those things where singles, are they only a stepping stone, or should they be an actual viable alternative, um, you know, out there? So that's one thing I like, you know, I think we've heard sort of the idea from Paul that they're a stepping stone, but I don't think a lot of people like that answer because, you know, um, then there's no reason, like the only people that really have them are new players coming in. They're basically penalized, you know, because their mechs have them, you know, or mm -hmm. trial mechs. So is it, you know, c can they be made useful? Can they be made to where, uh, you know, they're legitimate, they may not be as good, um, um, but uh, they're not this leaps and bounds worse than you know doubles yeah i mean it's always tough because uh it is a stepping stone much like in you know competitors to mwo also have upgrade systems where things you know are meant to essentially be upgraded and if that's kind of the decision that they want to go in that's you know hands tied on that end it's not the end of the world like they're in the grand scheme of things, uh, relatively cheap to upgrade, and it's just something that, uh, you know, everyone has to deal with. Um, but, you know, also going, I don't think that there's an easy solution to make them better without pretty much just saying, give them more capacity, give them more threshold, and just, you know, have at it. But, do, you, uh, do you close the gap a little bit between it and doubles, maybe? You can, uh, if you want to. It, it all comes down to like what they want this game to be, and uh, in the grand scheme of things, uh, like where do singles fit in that gr kind of grand design scheme that they want to go with? Like, are they supposed to be that much of a detriment to new players who just don't know, or are they supposed to be incentivized that much in order to essentially impose the one point five mil C bill tax in order to upgrade them? Well, I, I guess my, my, my problem is the sort of line of thinking, focusing on heat, but how it transfers over to when, you know, you look in IS tech, what happens when we do get, you know, future weapon systems and stuff with the same sort of mentality where everything else is supposed to be balanced, right? Like if you bring in ER mediums down the, the road, that and the mediums need to be balanced. So when it, this one piece of equipment, which is, you know, single, I don't know, that, I guess that's what I'm proposing out there. And I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this as well, because... You know, how do you do it to where they're useful enough, but not so detrimental? Because, so what are the benefits, I guess, with single heat sinks compared to doubles? The first off, slots, Crit critical slots. Like, that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, but what you get out of those compared to doubles, doubles are just a straight upgrade. I mean, we tell that to new players all the time, right? But you, you know, and that's where I guess maybe do you want them, do you want singles? to where they're not as good as doubles. And and I guess that's that's where I would probably say at least maybe close that gap and at least it'd be better than where we are right now. All right, so that's enough of like the basic explanation. Let's go ahead and move on to heat skill, AKA ghost heat. And uh, the reason I feel like this is very important is that, um, so when this was introduced, the, the idea is it's a player behavior, right, modifier. Right. I mean, it's it's to say you can take these, but if you do, you're then penalized. Now, the 
the problems we've seen for a while now and are just really, really, uh, you know, just out there are the loopholes in the system. So let me explain, um, is you can take six ER mediums, two large poles and dual goss on a direwolf, and you can fire the dual large poles and the two goss, and there's no penalty. You can fire the dual goss with the six ER mediums, and there's no penalty. And the reason why is, and players, and, and this is why, to be honest, this is why I love like the, the top end of things and the top players and skilled players is they're gonna find and they're gonna they're gonna min-max the shit out of your game and they're clear indicators. And so there's a ton of loopholes like that. And you see almost all of the, the, the high-end min-max builds utilize most of these loopholes. Goss, two large poles on a Timby, you know, five ER mediums and a Goss. And so with this, there are loopholes in the system uh, on, on both sides. You also have IS, by the way. There's no ghost heat for medium pulse lasers. Now, someone might argue, well, they're also two tons, they have shorter range, but they're also more you know, dangerous if you can get within that range. I, I think the thing that we have to talk about before we dive into ghost heat, though, is really what its initial intent was. And that was pretty much uh, stated as essentially a mechanic to curve the alpha mentality that has been plaguing every single MechWarrior game for all eternity and uh, rein it into a point uh, where the pinnacle of mech uh, customization isn't just spam single weapon systems. And when they initially implemented Ghost Heat, they implemented it uh, under a scale of about 30, 35 uh, points uh, for most IS customizations uh, or weapon pairings as kind of the acceptable level for what, uh, you know, single weapon spam could essentially do. And what that led to was um, people pairing different types of weapons that didn't get affected with Ghost Heat together to create synergized builds to still yeah. maximize... Uh, I was going to say, the synergy. Remember we used to see the PPC and AC5s, UAC5s, Goss Rifle and ERP back in the day. So I think that, you know, the big thing that... Uh, kind of needs to be brought up before any of this is like back when it was Intersphere versus Intersphere, did it work to a positive effect? And secondly, like how did clans really kind of destroy that mentality? And the big thing is is that we currently live in a game where fifty to sixty point alphas are the norm and every single mech that has been released since pretty much the Timberwolves and Direwolves have come out have been held up against that same metric. Does it do 50-point alphas, and how well does it do it compared and to all the other And before ones? with IS, we were looking at 30 to 35, somewhere around there, um, you know, with the dual peep UAC-5 Gauss Rifle peep with the, you know, Dragon Slayer, Highlander, Cataphracts. Those were the top dogs at the time for doing that. So... I guess, uh, you know, the real question before, you know, diving into, uh, like, heat scale itself is what do you see as uh, kind of the end goal? Like, what should, what is a respectable alpha level that uh, still adheres to, like, what they're trying to do and is still fun for players to try to chase down? Well, let me, let me toss out something even, uh, I think, more important than that. Is should you be penalized for that? Like, for instance... If a mech, Punchback 4P, or uh, Nova in, in regards, um, 
the mech automatically has a nerf like the nova auto, nova prime automatically has a built-in nerf which is the fact of it can't fire 12 er mediums at one time trust me <laughs> you just die it's because why because no matter the min maxing you can do with the heat sinks you can't create a heat capacity to where do it so you could do it once and then you die or you chain fire in a group so i guess my question to you would be not necessarily what do we feel is the necessary alpha but should a player and a mech be penalized for the potential alpha that it has as far as through heat is that the proper mechanic to be used as far as to to say no we don't want you to be able to do that go, i'm personally not a fan of penalizing heat because uh, the big problem uh, with uh, penalizing heat is that it affects laser weapons more than any other weapons i mean you see heat uh, um heat scale being applied to other weapon types like ballistic and missiles and the only weapon outside of um outside of energy weapons that really care about ghost heat are pretty much um ac20s like splat cats uh, for example like you get ghost heat after you fire like three missile systems that doesn't stop splat cats and uh, you know mad dogs from going around just alphaing ridiculous amounts of missiles everywhere and it's just a system that unfortunately is weighted way too heavily in curbing energy use and all it really does is force the synergy builds because people are, are getting around it like because they know, have to, to to remain competitive and to you know like hey oh, yeah. you know i can't do it. so so i guess the question would be if if heat isn't an appropriate mechanic to penalize because what i think what you're getting at and it's something i do agree with is you're really just in a way build diversity is, is being molded so in in regard to it being a player modifier i would say that's successful but i don't think in the right idea right that the, the idea is we want to stop the mentality of yes you can fire you know uh nine medium lasers or eight on that hunchback 4p um you know but you know, maybe you want to chain fire a little bit alpha, you know, this or that. I mean, right? I mean, the idea is you're now basically saying, well, you may only want to take eight medium lasers. Well, then why does my mech have nine? Like, why Why do we have mechs out there with multiple, uh, you know, slots like this? And I, you know, I can't take them, right? Well, I mean, the entire reason it was implemented in the first place was to curb single weapon voting, which, uh, you know, unfortunately Stalkers. has been... Well, even before stalkers, like going back into MechWarrior Four, you had uh, Novacats with, uh, I think, what was it, seven or eight ER, six large ER large and that, seven. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, they were running around one-shotting mechs. Yeah. Like you just uh, held your fire, waiting for a CT hit, and you could essentially core out a mech in a single shot. And that was almost universally what previous MechWarrior games boiled down to. And that's the entire design reason why they wanted to put in this heat scale slash ghost heat in the first place. The problem is, is that, you know, it was a system that was put in for the inner sphere and was never properly adjusted for the clans because the clans now can run around 
with uh, 50 60 point alphas incredibly easily like what what's the alpha on pretty much uh, you know a storm crow that puts a single gauss rifle in what is it five six medium lasers or something like that well and then on top of that those particular weapons the lasers being you even heard russ say it laser vomit it's lasers are so easy to use point and click and you know so you can literally just bra you know spray out there and now you got a gauss rifle i mean you can put pinpoint accurate and not just once like how many times you can fire almost like three four times on a hellbringer before you even have to worry about heat and then and then on top of that you have you know cool shot to it's it's just free you know more you know power you know creep to it and you know it's one of those things where like there's no drawback so side note i've been against cool shot i still don't like cool shot uh it's one of those where you know i would have no problem if it did this if you used cool shot and then that percentage of your coolant and your mech was flushed and your heat efficiency goes down. It's a trade-off. It should be a trade-off right now. It's literally just a free power out of nowhere, no explanation of where this coolant goes. And they're not pods for anybody who wants to be like, well, they have coolant pods. I'd be fine with coolant pods. They take up tonnage and crit space, but these aren't. All right, rant over. Um, <laughs> so Ghost Heat, uh, uh, Chris, you know, so me and you both agree that like, and I was talking to, to you about this before, and I just felt that there was something nagging at me because I was just like, you know, I just, I don't think heat's the way to go. Because to me, because one of the things we're going to do is we're going to talk about for right now, uh, you know, in a second we'll talk about like, what are quick fixes that you can do? But anything that I really look at is it's just like whack-a-mole. That's all you're doing is like you, you can create a weapon uh, ghost heat profile for let's just say clan ER mediums and goss or large pulse, you know, large pulses and goss and stuff like this, or these different combinations to plug the holes and gaps. I think that's great. I think that's, if that's what's needed to into the game to help, you know, (laughs) some of these get toned down a bit. But to me, the thing that I see is once you hit that dual large pulse goss or dual ER PPC dual goss or to single goss, as soon as you do this, guess what? It shifts. They just shift to something else, and and then th- those things aren't ever used again. And I feel like that's the sort of disservice to diversity of the game, dude. I, like well, to you know, it's just like, oh well, I want to use that setup, but I just can't. So my question would be, uh, before we move into quick fixes, would be, what alternatives do we have out there, and? Are they easy to implement and easy to understand? Because one of my biggest gripes with Ghost Heat from the start has been the complete lack of knowledge of the player of the systems that are affecting them. The only thing you have, if, you're, if your weapon systems equips have any type of Ghost Heat, is this little red, hey, mouse over, and you mouse over and it says, just to let you know, if you fire more than six of these, a Ghost Heat thing's going to be applied, and that's it. So new players coming in, they don't see it, they don't know, they're getting penalized, and... Well, it, it, it's even worse than that, in my honest opinion. Like, uh, the big things uh, with uh, Ghost Heat is, uh, you know, not only the player um, transparency, because uh, you're right, it's very tough for new players to actually understand what is going on or why this is happening. But uh, what's even worse is almost how arbitrarily and binary it is because you could uh, be in say an awesome with three ppcs 
and you are doing your damnedest to basically fire PPCs like in pairs of twos. If you are literally a millimeter or even like a fraction of a second, like before you pretty much can fire that second volume, you get ghost heat. Like it's a binary, you know, you either don't get ghost heat or you do get ghost heat and you get it for pretty much the full value of it. And it's, it's just insane. Like you could literally like miss a shot by a fraction of a second and uh, be heavily penalized for doing it. And unfortunately it's uh, not transparent to the new players. It's completely hidden in game and it's led to people, you know, macroing keys. Of what I remember yeah. when was a big thing when Ghost Heat first got implemented because of this reason. So, it's... so I I think we can all agree. Like I I remember and and many times I said I think Ghost Heat is a band aid system, and at the time I remember saying I just don't have an answer for you. At the time, is what are alternatives? Now, one alternative I've heard is uh, I think this was a homeless bill. Don't hurt, don't. Don't kill me if that wasn't. I think it was Bill or someone <laughs> that posted the, the the energy pool. Now someone may be saying, what the hell are you talking about? Well, we, we talked about this on the podcast, but basically the gist of it is, is that you have an energy drain, sort of like it pulls power away from your, you know, um, your your heat sinks and it pulls power away from your movement attributes and to, to power your weapons. And so what it does is it places a value on per weapon basis. So... Uh, for instance, we were talking about this earlier, Chris, uh, you would say, let's say you want the threshold to be 30 before any negative movement or, or heat efficiency problems start happening. You'd have a combination of both. So what happens is uh, you would say like, okay, I want to be let the player be able to shoot six IS medium lasers. And so let's just say arbitrary, you put it at 30. Well, then, you know, each medium laser would be, you know, five. And so... What you do is you then use that as your base of saying, okay, that hunchback can fire the, that AC-20 and those three mediums, and there's really no penalty. Um, but the difference is now, because when you mouse over that weapon system in the mech lab of that you know clan cost rifle and that clan ERP or whatever, it actually tells you that the value, the power drain, and that a dire wolf now that fires dual goss and dual peep or dual large pulse and whatever, would actually be affected in its movement and its heat system. Now, how you could justify it was, again, it's pulling, it's drawing power away from those systems to power your weapon, which achieves, in my opinion, the exact same thing as what Paul was saying as far as the um, the player mechanic, right? Because basically it's saying is we don't want you doing these things, or if you do, you're penalized. Now, I'm going to throw something out towards you, Chris, because I just, I just said about this power drain system before I even go in. You can do that with Ghost Heat. In reality, you could spin it however you wanted. You could justify it and say, Ghosty right now, albeit like we just said, there's there's faults because it doesn't display properly to the player. But you could literally put the spin on it um, that it draws power away from your reactor core to power your weapons and, so, and, and your heat uh, systems. Now, it doesn't affect your movement like you think it would, but you could justify it like that. But what... It, th that's one idea out there. And I think that would actually be better than our current system. And the reason I say that is, at least then, the player can't min-max their way around the system. It's clearly displayed in the mech lab on a per-weapon basis. And it achieves the exact same thing 
Ghost Heat is supposed to be doing right now, which is a player modifier. Which and also on top of this is uh, it, it it doesn't necessarily just touch on heat. So it's not just a smack just to heat systems and then it forces you not to take those systems anymore. You could put uh, maybe more emphasis on on uh, mobility on certain weapon systems being drained. So like for instance, Goss rifle may not necessarily put a uh, you know a drain on on the heat system but puts a drain on the movement or something like that. I don't know. It's just one of those. But even then, I feel like we're still in an odd place because inherently it's still going to affect the min-max and, and uh, of how uh, players look in the max and how can we get around it or does it ultimately do the thing? And I don't, I don't think heat is the way to go. So that's where... That's uh, like I just feel like it's but what alternatives are there to to outside of this energy pool or some convoluted thing how can you allow a max to have diversity based on their hard points but not be penalized for taking nine medium lasers on a 4p when the mech is supposed to have it now granted some of the problems that you were talking about earlier with mech 4 and mech warrior in general has been the fact of we just had a crab come in that's all energy. We have a black knight that comes in all energy. About to have a wolfhound that comes in that's all energy. Grasshopper all, you know, energy and a few missile. But um, some of these are literally supposed to just be just energy only. Um, but, you well, know. And that's good, the biggest challenge is that if you completely remove ghost heat from the equation, then all of a sudden uh, most of the mechs are probably going to revolve around uh, who can vote the most of uh, weapon X and do it more effectively than mech Y. And I don't necessarily want to see MechWare Online turn into all the previous MechWare games as far as, you know, customization that was really more of just an illusion of choice, and it just came down to boating. I think that... Uh, I think they implemented Ghost Heat with the best intentions, and in all honesty, when it was first introduced to the game, it actually... Even though people were kicking and screaming, it did what it was supposed to do. It curved single-weapon boating and introduced weapon synergies, which admittedly is a step forward for the franchise, you know, or at least the PC franchise of the game as a whole compared to previous MechWarriors. The problem is, is that, you know, people are still doing the massive alphas, so the, the first question, obviously, to, you know, the audience and everything like that is... Is 50 or 60 points of alpha, like, is that an acceptable value, given that only a fraction of the mechs in the game can pretty much, uh, you know, logically dish those out in any kind of regular amount? And then after that, uh, it kind of just comes down to, well, what do we do to address it? Uh, like, I mean, the heat energy draw is something that bill wrote about i wrote about it uh, and it's a popular kind of mechanic that uh, you know a i lot think it, i think it's a good replacement for the current yeah. system but i still feel that it falls short in the grand scheme of things well for okay so for me personally like, like we were saying i think i agree heat is just a dead end argument because it just affects laser weapons more than anything else, and you're going to overtly punish, you know, the use of anything but laser weapons. And uh, the problem is, is that uh, you know, 
people have basically shifted to still use nothing but laser weapons, but they construct their builds in very specific ways to circumvent the ways that you get ghost heat. So you only see two clan um, large pulse lasers ever on a mech and supplemented by ER meads. You only ever see, you know... Well, case um, in point, ER larges, you hardly ever see them because yep. the, the heat and ghost heat applied to them um, so again, it's one of those like, yeah, well, you you stopped the boating of those, but then what do they do? They go to the next. But I mean, it, it almost feels like any penalty that's introduced, albeit even slightly, has this negative effect to where then either they shift to something else, they drop one or two of the weapons and put more doubles on, and you know, so 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 what I. This is just my own personal opinion on this, but what I personally would like to see is a system that doesn't revolve around heat, but instead um, weapon recycling. Because I think that if you um, shift the discussion to um, recycling over heat, what you can pretty much end up doing is you still allow mechs to have those massive alphas, but what they don't have is the DPS to sustain those alphas. Because if you link everything together to where you're drawing from like a single energy pool, so you can't find any way to you know pretty much get around the systems, you always have the option to pretty much deal these like 50, 60 point alphas on your builds that have you know this amazing amount of pinpoint. But doing so would maybe nerf your overall DPS by something like 20 or 30% or wherever you set the threshold values for. So that way, rather than trying to overtly punish people, you know, for trying to chase massive alphas, instead introduce a gameplay skill system to using alphas. So at any point in time, you can alpha and you can pretty much, you know, get that damage when you absolutely need to. But you can't be expected to just throw 50, 60 pinpoint uh, damage shots continuously throughout the entire match. It's about creating opportunities to pretty much close, and if they're just uh, doing these massive alphas and uh, the recycle hits, hits their DPS uh, enough, it should uh, hopefully give enough of a window that uh, like more DPS-oriented builds can essentially tar pit it and uh, take it apart because... You know, you just have um, either DPS like in a Jaeger mech or in um, something like an Arctic Cheetah that can get off 30-point alphas every few seconds. Um, or you, you know, can still have like that very big long-range punch. Because for me personally, I think that um, whatever they do, like you can attach heat, movement, whatever to the equation, but... Whatever they do, they have to make it not so binary as it is right now. So let's say, for example, a Dire Star, where it's a 50 pinpoint alpha with the two ER PPCs and um, the two gauze rifles. Let's say, for example, that um, you put your, your cap at essentially 30 damage, and anything over that penalizes you in whatever way. Like... What would be great is if instead of just a, um, an arbitrary, oh, you do one over, you get this set value no matter what it is, I would much rather have it be, oh, you have 
like a bar that uh, pretty much goes up and will dissipate much like the energy draw system. But if you go over that bar, your penalty isn't based on what weapons you fire or what kind of combination you know you were doing. But instead, just have it be a flat value. So if you go one point over, let's say, like for every point over, you get like 0.25 heat and plus 1% um, added to your weapon recycle time. So in the event of firing two gauze rifles and two ER peeps, you're doing essentially a 50-point pinpoint alpha and 60-point with the splash damage. So either 20 or, you know, 30 points over, like, a threshold of 30 if that's where you set it to. So under those uh, numbers, you would see either, like, a 20 or 30% uh, recycle nerf to those uh, weapons uh, for alphaing them at the same time, and just a modest amount uh, of heat uh, with, uh, let's see here... Uh, I'd have to do the... So, I mean, in in theory, it's like you could almost look at, you know, maybe a setup like a, almost like a tank destroyer in other games where your mentality is, I'm setting this mech up to alpha, but then I fully know that when I do alpha, um, my cooldown uh, basically is going to be longer, so I'm going to be either exposed if there's movement penalties or slight maybe heat or combination, or if it's just movement... Uh, and I, I feel like movement could be it. So the system, what you're saying is it sort of caters towards you want a well-balanced DPS sort of centric mech where instead of it being full potential alpha where you fire all of your weapons, you want small group fire to be a thing and that alpha to be, you know, just on a case-by-case -case basis, not just a normal game, you know, as far as just firing all the time. Because if you look at the game right now, like... DPS at high tier levels don't really exist because it's all about like, alpha. Yeah, it's all about the alpha, but even more importantly, it's all about the face time. So a lot of the high tier builds are all about getting a massive amount of damage applied to a mech in the minimum amount of time and then going into a defensive position while you wait for the weapons to cool down. So that's pretty much, you know what is there right now. So it would be nice to see kind of a, a much more balanced approach uh, to still kind of allow those uh, um, kind of gameplay styles to exist, but still give uh, the DPS builds at least a little something extra for, you know, just the sheer fact that they're face tanking everything to fire those ultra AC5s off yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Now, obviously, don't want to cross over into weapon balance and stuff. That'll have to be another podcast. But speaking of... The, what we're talking about is what could ghost heat be changed to or what could be changed from heat scale maybe to just a, a, instead of it. There are some quick fixes that I think need to go in and stuff that needs to, to, to be plugged. The goss, the large poles, you know, especially on, on clan side, um, you know, where some of these builds are just getting away. And I would even say that, you know, the top players out there, they're wanting these changes, and they'll continue to use... My only concern is, even with these band-aids, what I call them, it's whack-a-mole. As soon as you plug that, are they still going to use that dual large pulse goss? Now, will it cut back on their effective you know, volley to where maybe they hold off a second um, to where now a, a goss rifle and dual large pulse is actually making the heat spike um, and stuff like that. So my only concern is, I feel like that's what it would... Be. Now, the end result would be they're... You know damage values drop or maybe they 
do they find any other uh, loopholes? And that's where I feel like, again, it's always like chasing your tail. You're just, you're trying to get that mole. Um, but I do think for right now, because I don't see heat scale changing to whatever, uh, to, to be updated entirely or removed or replaced, I think quick fixes need to go in. And I think it's appropriate. And the community, uh, and for you guys listening or watching, um, or listening or both, whatever it is, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, um, uh, I'm going to link a, a discussion thread about this podcast d- down below and go there. And for you uh, top comp players, uh, we need to you know give some feedback on what are quick fixes that you think, what are combinations that they can do uh, you know, you know, for ghost heat in general, that would help some of these things. Let us know what you guys think. Quick fixes that you think uh, are 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 being exploited right now, and I don't mean exploited in a bad way. You're not a bad person for doing it. It's it's the nature of min maxing. It's what we do. It's what players do. And for me, when I look at all of these things that go on in the game, I look at it as more of like it's the players telling you where there's where there's holes and okay hey yeah we totally understand that that's not maybe the the behavior we want so we're gonna we're gonna fix that we're gonna address that that's how i look at this so and i think that that's uh what has to be emphasized in any kind of discussion about this uh, like not uh, you know what is absolutely wrong but what do people actually want to see out of this game like what is uh, what you would consider an acceptable alpha that uh, most mechs can uh, do and should there be any trade-offs uh, for mechs that uh, pretty much can achieve uh, higher amounts of alpha and yeah. what those trade effects should be. You know what I like about your suggestion is that you're not going to kill build diversity and sort of shoehorn people, which I, I totally concede. I think it was the implementation of Ghost Heat had good intentions and it did fix and curb a few select builds that were pretty just stupid. But in in doing so, they sort of moved to this this build mentality of you know like finding the loopholes and finding that good amount of alpha damage and movement and stuff like that and i did again I, just to sort of preface this these are just ideas guys it doesn't mean just just because like we're like oh yeah this sounds cool it doesn't mean it's going in it you know i think this kind of discussion is great and we do want to hear from you guys and uh, it would be great to you know maybe talk to paul on this and and actually me and darren are going to reach out to paul and bring up some of these i think it'd be great to hear his feedback and how he looks at this in in general maybe even russ uh, as well but uh i do want to say thank you chris for being on this podcast uh, it was a real pleasure I, I like the back and forth especially me and you talk all the time on Teamspeak about having this sort of oh, yeah. the technical um sort of on the spot uh, darren being <laughs> disconnected from net so thank you for filling in and uh I, th- I think you did a good job i think uh that's yeah yeah th- thanks guys i'm a little sick right now so sorry for my incoherent babbling, but uh, Sorry, uh, thanks for having me on. All right, guys. I just want to say a big thank you to our community, our listeners, new and old. I mean, we have guys that have been listening for like three plus years. It's crazy. Thank you so much to our staff behind the scenes, everyone that helps out at NGNG, and to our patrons. Uh, by the way, speaking of patrons, uh, if you weren't aware, we did uh, set up a Patreon page as an additional way for you guys to support NGNG if you're so inclined. If you would like to do that and want to see more, uh, check out our Patreon uh, milestone goals and support us for a little as uh, like a dollar a month. Um, it's at patreon.com forward slash no guts, no galaxy. I'll have that information and link in the description below of this video. 
But I uh, just want to say a quick shout out to you guys. And of course, for our current patrons, uh, you guys are going to be listed at the end. Thank you so much for your support. It's awesome that you guys, you know, see all this in us and want to support what we do here. So just want to say thank you again. So anyways, guys, this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. Signing off for tonight. This is Phil. This is Chris. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Peace. Peace out. Da, da, da. No, that was that was good. I think that you know it's very tough because you know at the end of the day, like like you almost you almost feel like diving into it's like oh it's you know we're talking about crit slots and then you talk about weapons and balance and it's like the multi you know it's like there's so many layers to you know um, how these things but you know sometimes you just gotta focus on just one topic. And, oh, yeah. uh, well, stay the course. Well, it's also just one of those things uh, where you know most systems in game production are about targeting very, very specific things. Like Ghost Heat itself was implemented not to basically curve alpha play, but to curve single weapon spam boating. So I don't think that when they you know approached Ghost Heat, they were coming about it. To, from you know a build synergy point of view because to them like mechware has always just been about single weapon spam so they were just addressing that problem itself and and i think that's just inherent nature of battle tech which is when you have small medium and large and medium especially lasers in this regard do so much for their tonnage usage you know and then you you know as you moved up you know, we used to see, you know, the scalpel, five large laser cataphract, one X back in the day, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. because you could do that. And so, you know, how do you basically say, no, we don't, you know, that's not how we intend it to be. And that's detrimental to the gameplay or this or that. And how do you introduce a penalty? Because basically that's what it is. It's, it's a player modifier or whatever you want to call it, but it's a, it's a penalty system that, says instead of doing that maybe you need to but there's other factors too like why are some mechs able to do what they do it's because they have such high heat capacity right the the clan mechs in general like most is mechs to be fair especially the top ones the only reason they're able to do what they do is because of very large quirks usually i mean your top performers out there it's usually because of quirks and unfortunately because of some of those heat gen quirks as well new mechs come out like the black knight and they don't perform as well as like the 5ss or the grasshopper because those now have and and that's where i feel like too on top of the heat scale system then on top of you know uh heat gen quirks um with basically energy some of these are obsoleting (laughs) that's where they make uh, uh, other chassis obsolete when it comes to the min max nature and that you know that that you know, it sucks because that's, you know, and when you have so many mechs out there um, and you're bound to have repetitious uh, load uh, as far as like uh, chassis hard points, it's going to happen. Like uh, fif- how many 50 ton mechs do we have right now? How many 55 ton? And as soon as you introduce more, there's only so many different combinations. Um, and because it's already predetermined by, you know, TROs or what their loadouts are going to be and... Well, I mean, that's an entire different discussion topic I know. I know. in general. Uh, like, uh, just because, uh, you know, I do think that we are, at this point in time, reaching kind of the zenith uh, as far as what a linear scale of usefulness can really get you. Yeah. Because 
the end of the day, everyone just goes for nothing but firepower because you can drop people too fast, and none of the other well, pillars in Paul's, you know, kind of system currently matter. Well, and, so. and but look at also from um, I was watching G-Man's uh, video recently, um, and he was talking about the Marauder and, and Warhammer, and he hit something on the nail, which was. It doesn't necessarily have to do with heat per se, but it has to do with the alpha potential out there. If you're a heavy or a medium or an assault, to be able to take the type of firepower to try to compete with some of these clan mechs, you have to take an XL. But as soon as you do that, you're now vulnerable. And you then take an XL, you're still not able to compete at the same level of the, the 40, 50, 60 alphas. Remember, remember, we were talking about prior to the clans coming in, 30 to 35 was a pretty high alpha. So it's one of, and we're also talking about range here. You know, like if you were to look at the Orion or Black Knight and compare them to the Timberwolf, the, the Marauder coming out, and he made a point of saying, so, okay, you don't go with the XL, but now you're going slower and you have less firepower to be able to go up against. So it's like yep. this, you're screwed if you do and screwed if you don't. And let's just say you do take a bigger engine to try to go faster. Well, then you have no firepower to deal. So it's it's one of those things where I think all of these little things, you know, that the IS versus climb bounce, and this is one of those things where um, I was talking about, you know, uh, PTS. I like the idea of just erasing everything and saying, you know what, we need to fix IS and clan balance first. Because, they, they need to at this point. Well, you, 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 have, you have to start from scratch, and you have to say, what is an acceptable level? That Orion and that Black Knight and soon-to-be Marauder have to compete against the Timberwolf, and it, the Timberwolf now is more mobile than all three of those mechs by, I think, even if you were to say uh, the the Orion and them had the 360 maneuverability. It's still more mobile, has the same amount of protection, okay. But then it's able to pack so much firepower, heat, uh, sustainability, and one, also, I think the shape of the mech as well is, is oh, oh, not to mention Lion XL survivability. So those are the type of things IS mechs are trying to fight against and and then you say, oh, well, you know, in Battletech, the, the IS assaults are supposed to be sort of the counter to the, the clan heavies. But even in how the current gameplay works, because IS mechs uh, are generally bigger, or clan uh, assault, or uh, IS assaults are generally bigger physically, that's a detriment in MWO, where speed and maneuverability plus that pinpoint alpha, you know, just, 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 you know, wrecks them. So again, I feel like you wipe everything clean and. You start from scratch, and you don't worry about um, chassis diversity or variant diversity at the first. I'm saying you literally say IS versus clan it all together. Now that may mean you look at the the, the big you know uh, numbers. You look at the 7500s. You look at the 55. You look at the hundreds and 35s. Because if they feel balanced at that level, then it'll feel better down below. And once you get your your balance achieved right there. Then you can say, now let's look at chassis diversity. Now let's look at variant diversity after that. But even then, I feel like other things have to be introduced that aren't currently here because weapon quirks alone aren't the answer. You know, you need crit 
critical hits need to be a thing you know uh the the slow degradation of your mech not just this black and white thing you know actuators can be used and and all these different things gyro hits and i'm not saying mechs fall over but there are other factors to the mechs that can be introduced to where protection wise when you say protection you think structure and armor but it could also be other things like uh, decreased crit chance or hardened you know actuators or you know i mean uh, all those type of things to where it adds value but gives the developers multiple options to be able to balance especially when you look at dude i mean you have talked about it like the stalker and the the battlemaster like they're identical mechs but which one's better the stalker why because of physical geometry and hitboxes so it's very difficult to distinguish just with um you know just weapon quirks or uh just maneuverability because you only have so many variables to uh to play with but um Speaking, uh, speaking directly on those um, critical hits, this is something that, uh, you know, what I touched on in the podcast is something that uh, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I would oh, love. I'm, I'm still recording. <laughs> oh, I'm st- are you? Yeah. <laughs> this is the After Hours podcast. Oh, jeez. But um, one thing I would love for them to do is just globally for all clan equipment, just say, you know what? Five critical damage across the board. And this is why. This right here is an original generation Game Boy. Got bombed in the middle of Iraq and still freaking works. Take an iPhone and drop it on the floor. More than likely, the, sh- the thing breaks. <laughs> like, you could be newer, you can be better. But if you're, you know, pretty much paying for equipment on the clan side that does a lot more, it weighs a lot less, and takes up a lot less space, like, I don't think it's uh, unfair to basically say, guess what? It pays for it through, like, critical damage, and it's more susceptible to being well, blown out. The, the, the problem is, though, is what that would entail is to, like, a breakdown of how do we feel, and, um, and it's like PGI, how, do, how does Paul feel as far as the... Um, the destructibility and process of destruction of mechs right like right now it's black or white yes we do have crit hits you can even you know oh you lost a double and uh you know oh you lost a weapon or whatever but usually it's your torso internal structure and that torso is gone right like there isn't like you know case in point um the nova prime an arm right it isn't like the nova prime loses all of its weapons and you know it's just hanging there and limply useless right or like you uh took a hit to the leg upper actuator or something and so your your overall turn radius has been affected or stuff like that i guess what i'm saying is like that's where the idea of you have this armored machine and that everything underneath has a gameplay impact and that it's not just so black and white to where you can just buzz right through a left, right torso and kill everything, but it's more or less you may want to systematically, and we used to see this back in the, the IS days, where you'd want to go after that right torso of a particular mech, uh, right, to defang it, or, um, and, and, and you don't have different weapon statuses or equipment statuses. Like, why couldn't a, uh, my hunchback, Maybe you're Hunchback 4G, right? You're carrying around this big old boombox, right? It's an amazing weapon. 
Um, but one of the detriments is it's the hunchback. You're going to go after the right torso, especially before quirks were implied. You just went after the right torso. There was no gameplay. Well, if you gave it a harden, um, if you get it a harden where you couldn't knock out the AC 20 easily because of how many crit slots it takes up. And also, what if you had different statuses for weapons to where you had destroy, which means the weapon was knocked out. You had maybe a uh, slightly damaged, so it affected your um, attributes of the weapon cooldown uh, or heat gen. What if you had a different status of maybe it, the weapon blinks out and it's just sort of blinking and it's because its power well, just got cut and your system has to reconnect. I, I guess what I'm saying is like so the breakdown of the mechs. Like, that's that's uh, fine, uh, but I think that that's like a supplementary system because right now we don't have... Uh, it's all about finding that range, and that's like on one extreme range, uh, you know, and just kind of fills in the gaps. But right now, we don't even have it where you know, you pretty much have a system where if you crit out a weapon or a heat sink, it's because you got lucky, and not because uh, you know the mech was exposed. And in all truth, be told, like if they decided to basically just say. All equipment across the board goes from 10 critical hit points to 5 critical hit points. So just so you could see, like, critical hits a lot more frequent, like, I would be personally fine with it. And on the clan side of things, like, I think that it would be great to... But know, I, I, don't th I don't think it matters in the grand scheme of things right now because mechs die so quickly. Well, and that's the thing is that... It's it's all about order of operation as, as far as how you handle this. Right now, you can't even put that on the table right now yeah. because well, you could, but you're not gonna you're you're not gonna see the the benefits of people like oh well that doesn't just like how I just said it wouldn't change anything at all, right? But because that line of thinking comes down to oh, does it do a fifty point alpha? Like G Man's video, I think highlights that perfectly. It comes down to whether it does a fifty or sixty point alpha, and if it doesn't do that, it's not even going to be in the discussion for viable at this point in time yeah. because now they want it they want it to be he wants it to be they want it you know like but it's oh, yeah. the reality of it they can't compete against the especially the the clan um so no i i think i think what your suggestion is again sort of the breakdown of what are the the nuances of um you know do mechs have so much structure that you're literally there you want to target individual systems of the mech and stuff like that, but you don't want it just where it's just a grudge of just you shooting, you shoot, you know, like, uh, but, uh, and also the matches last 15 minutes, you, you know, it's one of those, like, how quickly should a mech die? Um, and do you, you want it to mean something, but right now, again, it's black and white, and even when it comes to, like, balance of, like, um, ISXLs compared to clan, Right, you don't want to introduce the clan sort of um, uh, survivability to the XLs uh, because then it just sort of negates the the standards. Now, oh, if I if you had a in depth sort of more critical and where engines themselves actually attributed to the the hit points or uh, survivability of the mech, you can make it so standards literally make you you know uber tanky or whatever or something like that. But yeah. um, right now that the trade-off of ISXLs is really, well, IS lights and some mediums, not all mediums, but some mediums can get away with it. But then after that, you only have a handful of heavies that can pull it off. Um, and there's 
I'm gonna go out on a limb and say for Aya's side, there's only what the Victor is an XL friendly uh, chassis, but the problem with it is, is it can't do, it can't fight in this 50 plus alpha place. It just can't. Like it can't. Like it, it, it tries. It might, but it just, it just can't. Um, but anyways, and and that's always going to be the problem until the alpha problem gets solved. I mean, that's just where the game is right now. Sucks, uh, but. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is at this it point. It is what it is. Yep. All right, guys. That concludes the after podcast podcast discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because usually what happens, like when when we used to do like the podcast and we'd had people in the room, we'd pull them up to the public room, and like normally what would happen is we would have another like hour discussion. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's it's one of those like. Uh, this is why Darren also is like, let's just have a 30-minute talk, and then we're done. I'm like, yeah, but you've got the ebb and flow, and, you know, like, let's be real here. Like, people listen because we're talking. That's that's what's happening. But uh, anyways, thank you, Chris, for being on the podcast, and thank you guys out there for listening. Let us know what you think. And, uh, yeah, so, again, until next time, McWarriors, peace. And here I thought I was off the record. Nope. You're on the record. <laughs> you can't handle the truth.